0: Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News. Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor to Deseret News, and As we've been discussing uh, throughout the day here on KSL News Radio, obviously looking at uh, how vaccines are rolling out is uh, a big topic of discussion. People are hopeful that with the vaccinations that uh, things will begin to move forward in a significant way as as far as our economy goes, as our ability to connect as individuals and neighbors and sporting events, uh, all of those things. And it's interesting to me that the the, the distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine has actually sparked a, a really long overdue conversation in the country. It's a discussion that I believe reflects the character of the nation. Uh, and yet it seems to be a conversation that we keep sort of sidestepping as we go along. And there's been a number of things that have really sparked it. Uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo of uh, New York uh, sparked some outrage in his state as uh, he talked about some of the uh, priorities in terms of distributing the COVID-19 vaccine. We're making 1A, uh, basically all healthcare workers are going to be uh, eligible today. And that is uh, the first priority. This is a management issue of the hospitals. They have to move the vaccine and they have to move the vaccine faster. So Governor Cuomo uh, had uh, last week, during the course of the week, had prioritized uh, some different folks to receive the vaccine ahead of some of those health care workers. And uh, he went through and and one of the areas that he prioritized were recovering addicts in residential rehab uh, programs there in New York, that they would receive the vaccinations ahead of the elderly, teachers, uh, some of the other essential workers and health care workers in particular. And as he explained that, uh, Governor Cuomo said, now, look, these are. These are what they call congregant facilities. You have lots of people together, so spread is is likely to happen. And uh, so that kind of sparked this idea, of, well, wait a minute. Should those uh, recovering uh, in a rehab center uh, or in a prison, uh, should they get it ahead of, of some other people in society? Uh, then you jump down to Florida, and Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, who is quite young uh, as governor uh, of the state, and he prioritized the anyone over 65 group. So when it's my turn, um, I will take it. Um, but, but this is who I want to be vaccinated. I want my parents, our grandparents to be able to get it. And, you know, granted, I mean, I'm an elected official, but whoop de doo uh, At the end of the day, let's focus where the risk is. And that was a good use of the term whoop de doo uh, coming from <laughs> Governor DeSantis. Uh, and, and I thought that was interesting. So his moving to the front of the line uh, was everyone 65 years of age and older. And so even though he is an elected fish official, which he said whoop-de-doo to, uh, he shouldn't get it until later on because he's younger, he's in his 40s, he's healthy. Uh, and so he would move to the back of the line. And so this whole idea of jumping the line, who gets to go to the head of the line, uh, has been invoked a, a lot over the last couple of weeks as the vaccine has become more available. Uh, and so that's really where the debate begins, in my view. Uh, who gets the shot first? Uh, and it's, it's all across the country. People are looking at, you know, who, who should it be? The case has been made that uh, for the continuation of government, that federal and state officials and their staffs should get the vaccine regardless of their age. And you can make that case based on, hey, we've got to have the government continue Others are making the case for cancer patients. Some are making the case for delivery drivers or grocery store workers, uh, clearly exposed to a, to a lot. Uh, some are looking at state and federal judges, uh, prison inmates, we talked about before, pharmacists, the homeless uh, in some places are moving towards the front of the line, uh, those who are awaiting surgeries and so on. Uh, so there's there are plenty of groups and factions that could be uh, jumped to the head of the line, and you could do that. So all this questioning – leads to the overarching question uh, that I think is really the most important question that no one is asking, and that is, what is the value of a life? What is the value of a life? Uh, We should embrace that, and we should uh, engage in that question. Uh, The question should be asked, what is the value of a life? That should be asked regarding people that are old or infirm at the end of their life. Uh, It should also be asked, concerning the yet-to-be-born at the beginning of life. Uh, It should include those living on the street, in halfway houses, or even those in broken homes. Value of a life. The question about the value of a life, to me, really transcends who ought to get the vaccine first. Because to me, how society answers that question in the way that we treat the poor or the aged or the yet-to-be-born or the most vulnerable among us, the homeless, the addicted, the sick, Uh, So many others that we could we could talk about, but how we treat those individuals to me really speaks volume about the character of the country. And that is a conversation worth having. And it's also a character, the character of the nation worth discovering and really clearly defining and, of course, developing as we continue on. So, So that is the big question for me. What is the value of a life? And obviously, the answer is not going to be found by determining who gets the vaccine first. It'll be found, really, in each one of us, in the way we compassionately treat each other in our daily living. And for me, the the value of any life, again, whether it's someone uh, in their nineties or someone who is yet to be born, the value of that life is in its potential. And that potential is what should drive our conversations. Because whether that's a, a young child or a yet-to-be-born child, or whether that's someone who's dealing with addiction, or whether that's someone who's been in the criminal justice system, whether the value of that life is uh, a teacher or a student, uh, whether it's someone who has suffered abuse or neglect, whether it's someone with Down syndrome, uh, and those extraordinary souls, the value of those lives are absolutely unmeasurable uh, because they make such a difference for so many of us. And so the value of a life, the value of a life to me, the answer to that is in our ability to reach our full potential, whatever that potential may be. We're all different. We all have different skill sets, different abilities, different challenges and difficulties. Uh, We all have, we got, we all got our stuff to be sure. And so while we're trying to decide who should jump the line or who should be at the beginning of the line or the end of the line, uh, the most important line, I think, for all of us, the true bottom line is how we treat each other and how we recognize the value of every single life, because that's ultimately the test of the character of the nation. We're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, it is Day of Reckoning for politics in the United States of America. Find out what a day of reckoning for politics means next. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone.